0: Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael B. Ross, and I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope that the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life. And I hope all your dreams are coming true. I really, really do. I hope that every one of you out there right now has some dreams that you're running after. I love the old proverb that a hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a favorable promise. And I'm telling you, for all of you, there are many, many things that are available to you. There's more resources in this world than we could possibly fathom and if you will tap into the greatest resource which is your heart your mind your soul and dive in deep really become crystal clear about your dreams your desires that impact others lives because at the end of the day your dreams have to impact others lives or they're not worthwhile i'm telling you i have seen and i have experienced getting tangible items tangible recognition Power, wealth, and I want to tell you firsthand, it will never satisfy you. You could talk to some of the richest people in the world, and what they'll tell you is this. What really fills them up is the impact they make on other people's lives and the fulfillment that they have from those closest to them. So make sure whatever dreams that you're aspiring to get, they're more about impacting others' lives than getting tangible items. Tangible items are great. Don't get me wrong. Have them, but use them as a way to connect deeper with others and those can satisfy. So today, as you listen to this podcast, I would like to ask you to take these ideas and utilize these ideas to help you reach your dreams quicker. That's the point of this, is to really help you get some ideas that could shorten your path to success. So I ask you to do that today. To meet or not to meet, that is the question. A little parody from Shakespeare. Meetings are very, very important in the most case. And sometimes meetings are very, very useless and unimportant. So All of us have been in meetings before where you walked out feeling energized. You felt like you know your tasks moving forward. You feel closer to your team as a result of it. Everybody knows what they have to do. You have documentation in hand knowing your critical path moving forward. And I know there's other times that you've been in meetings and you're dawdling and you're going, what the heck am I here for? Why am I here? Okay. All these people can see why they need to be here. Why do I need to be here? So let me share with you some funny statistics, I think, because I I think it's just human, right? These these statistics are human. So listen, 90% of people have reported daydreaming in meetings. So (laughs) I know I've been there where I've daydreamed or I'm dawdling or I'm thinking about something else or I'm, wishing I was somewhere else, or I could be like the guy in office space that was pretending he's fishing whenever he's at work. It, you It know, just makes it more enjoyable. Of the 23 hours that executives spend in meetings each week, the report is on average eight hours of those meetings are unproductive. And don't worry, I'm going to tell you some practical tips on how to make meetings more productive. These are just statistics we need to allow to resonate. 73% of executives have admitted that they use meeting time to do other work. I'm guilty of that. Oh my gosh. And it's so rude of me to do that, honestly. But, you know, when you only have so much time to get tasks done, and as a very busy executive myself, it's difficult to sit in meetings that are unproductive and not start to think about other work you have to do. And then sometimes. Unfortunately, I have done it. I've engaged in other work, and it's very rude of me, and it's not right, but I have done it. So here's the other thing. Leaders who were surveyed consistently rated their own meetings as very favorably, but the attendees, for the most part, have rated them very unfavorably. So leaders think the meetings are very, very important where the followers or the employees are going, no, they're not very productive at all. So apart from the actual time wasted, it's estimated that more than $30 billion a year in the United States alone are being cost to employers for meetings that are unproductive. So what that means is if a meeting is unproductive and it doesn't create tangible action items that actually help people move further faster... It's on average at $30 billion is wasted every year just on unproductive meetings. Now, I will say this too. I've heard people say this. Well, we're not going to have them. There's going to be a no meeting policy. That is completely unrealistic because here's some good things about meetings. Meetings can efficiently bring people together. They bring together ideas and opinions and allow people to do their jobs in a more coordinated and cooperative manner. Meetings help and establish consensus and so that then also serves as a focal point for collective drive and energy so when you bring people together you become a master mind if you can bring to consensus now what that does all of us have energies that we share with each other how do we share things with each other through words and ideas and when an idea i have connects with you and you have an idea in turn that connects with me and we bring those ideas and create a master idea out of it You're my energy gets closer and we have a better connection. So the other thing that meetings do is it helps us with critical thinking. If everyone's engaged, critical thinking is the number one, number one differentiator between leaders and followers. To be able to think critically, to solve problems, to come up with strategies, to promote change, to communicate to be agile you've got to be able to think critically so meetings can promote that as long as a person is engaged with it so our goal shouldn't be to eliminate meetings what it should be to eliminate the ineffective or, or, or ne- unnecessary meetings and improve the quality of those that remain so that we understand how to have great meetings we should we should really promote having great meetings and in fact one quick tip before we get into the practical strategies is you should always evaluate your meetings. Hey, was this a good meeting? Was it not a good meeting? And don't be butt hurt if it's not a good meeting. Too many leaders get butt hurt if the meeting's not effective. Oh, what do you mean? I'm not trying to waste your time, or you know, no, don't do that. Check your ego at the door. And if if the meeting stinks, just say it stunk and it was a waste of our time. Laugh it off and move forward. Anyways, here's some practical strategies on how to improve meetings. First is improve your own self observation. There's an old prophet says be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. The idea again for meetings the one of the greatest things of it is to create a mastermind. So you get everybody talking, you want to create consensus and action plans moving forward. Now you as a leader, you've got to make sure that at the end of that meeting, you are giving and delegating action steps moving forward. If you don't do that, now the meeting, no matter how much energy and how good people feel leaving, it was a waste of time. You must have practical things forward. But how that should work is through building consensus. So the first thing you have to do is you have to be get better at self-observation. So look around. Were people distracted? Were there side conversations going on? Who did most of the talking? Was it you? And if it was you... Just be quicker to listen, slower to speak, and especially slow to become angry. Now look around. If it wasn't you, was there one or two people just doing the talking? If it's a meeting of 10, it's not okay for one or two people to do the majority of the talking. Did the discussion stray to irrelevant topics? Were all the opinions and ideas that were expressed fairly similar? So those are some things you got to get good at self-observation and awareness of what is going on. So another thing you can do is know exactly why you're convening. So first thing, you always have to write down the topic of the meeting. Topic. Every time you meet, okay, what's the topic? I mean, I would just say it like that. Hey, what's the topic? What are we covering? And then next is what are the goals for this meeting? When we walk out of this today, what do we want to get out of it? And if you're the leader who called the meeting, you should have that prepared ahead of time. So let's say you're having a marketing meeting. Okay, so we're here to talk about marketing today. The goal of this meeting is to get a clear strategy for how we're going to promote X, Y, or Z. You see what I just did? Because now at the end of the meeting, I could say, Okay, did we stay on topic? Yes, I can evaluate that. But second, I could say, did we reach our goal? And if we did not reach our goal, it was a wasted meeting. If you're not doing that, it's time to start doing it so you don't waste people's time. And it holds everybody accountable when you say, did we reach our goal? And if the answer is no, and there's a couple people who strayed us off topic or went elsewhere, we can define the problem and do better next time. But That's a way to respect people's time and to respect your own time. Next thing you can do to have better, more effective meetings is you check in with your people. Do it one-on-one and do it as a group. Ask about the meetings. As I said earlier, ask people, are these meetings good? Do it one-on-one with people to get some real feedback on how they can be better. If you need agendas or if you need a template, you can get those. But check in with your people. Do your best. The next thing is do your best to prepare ahead of time. So a lot of times what happens is people don't use tools, the proper tools to schedule meetings. And so sometimes in meetings, the key people who need to be there are never notified that they need to be there because they're busy. So you got to make sure you use the proper tools to connect with people about the meeting in general. So make sure you prepare well. The worst thing is a call a meeting and you needed 12 people there And you get 10, and the two aren't there are two of the decision makers you need to be there for the meeting to have any effectiveness whatsoever. If those two people can't be there, it's better to just cancel the meeting than it is to have it anyways because you want to stand by, well, I said I was going to have the meeting. Next thing is find ways to introduce variety to your meetings. If you every single day are having a check-in meeting, and you're doing it in the same place every day. What happens is the mind is habitual. So our minds will just show up. Our bodies will show up. But our our minds will just sort of be there. And our hearts certainly won't be there. So what you can do is in, introduce variety. How you start the meeting. Hey, what's the topic? What's the goal? And then do something. A little team building activity to get everybody's juices rolling. Have everybody stand one week. Where you're going, okay, we're just going to stand this week to change it up a little bit. But introduce variety, that helps. Because, I mean, standing is good because it boosts meeting efficiency because people get fidgety. So you can reduce time. So on average, you can reduce about 15 minutes of time in your meeting if people are standing. So it's, it's one good thing to do. Uh, Sometimes you need people to sit because when people are sitting, they're more relaxed. Their minds relax, and, and especially if it's an idea meeting. You need people to sit. But if it's a production meeting, it's not bad to have people stand. Promote a sense of presence among employees and among attendees to the meeting. So you can greet people at the door. You can express gratitude for their time. You can offer snacks. You can play music. And you can also do this, which I think is very important to meetings, ask people to turn their phones off or put them in a basket. There's one company I know, they, they all put it in a basket. They meet for 45 minutes. The, the timer goes. When the timer is up, no matter what, they get up and leave. So, so if you're in the middle of a conversation, if that timer goes off, everybody just gets up and walks out. And the reason they do that is because they want to value each other's time and they say it's unacceptable not to get what they need done in 45 minutes. All right, so last thing is you've got to be able to ask quality questions as a leader to get the most effectiveness out of meetings. You've got to be able to ask clarifying questions, and that's your job as a leader. Now, if you need trained on this, I want you to reach out to us, hbkln.com, in our dynamic leadership class, and our foundations of leadership class, and in our coaching training program, we actually teach – how to ask effective questions. And we do that by taking you through the gamut of having you ask a ton of questions. We also have you journal a ton of questions and answer your own questions. So if you answer your own questions and they're not very good questions, you're not going to get very good answers. As leaders, we have to be great at asking questions because education comes from the Latin word educo, which means to draw out. Instruction is about dumping in. And there is a time for both. But meetings... It's time to ask questions and build consensus. And at the end, you move them forward. So I really want you to value your own time. And remember, on the average week for executives, out of, out of a week, 23 hours are spent in meetings. And eight of those hours are said to be ineffective and unproductive. And those are two things I don't want for you as a leader. I want you to be as extremely effective and productive as you can be so that this world can be a better place. I can't wait to talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.